0: Monday, October 11th, is National Coming Out Day. It is a day designated for individuals who feel it is time for them to come out to themselves, friends, or family and become a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Newly elected U.S. President Joe Biden has made it one of his promises to make the U.S. a global leader when it comes to LGBTQ rights. Today, we discuss the importance of having LGBTQ rights, resources that one can get, and how you can support the community. You are listening to the Social Outlook. Today we have with us Ilana Zwirling, who is a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community, and is here to share her story and spread some advice. Hey, Ilana, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you today?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being a part of season number two of the podcast. I'm glad to have you on as one of the first episodes. So congratulations for your your uh, priority there. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much.
0: Yes. Um, But anyway, so I just want to before we get into our main topic today, I just kind of want to know what your story is and how everything was growing up your lifestyle like what what makes you you.
1: Sure. I grew up on Long Island, not too far from the Stony Brook area, and I grew up in a very tight-knit family, very close with my parents um, and my younger sister, as well as my extended family. I was brought up in Jewish culture, um, raised Jewish, practicing while I was growing up. It was a great, it, it was a great experience, and I love, you know, being so close to my family and having these experiences. Growing up really shaped me to be the person I am today, for sure.
0: Very cool, nice mishpacha, as they say. I'm in, mean, you know, <laughs> one of those two in the in doers thing. So uh, we know today's topic is about LGBTQ and everything like that, LGBTQ plus. So and I'm glad that you're coming on today as a representative of that community yourself. And if you may, can I just ask, you know, how has coming out impacted your life in general?
1: Absolutely, it really you know, when I ke- when I came out and I had that realization of, oh, I d- identify as LGBT, it kind of really turned my life around for the better. It gave me a lot more clarity in my life. I felt like, you know, this was something I was forcing against for all these years that I, would, I did, like, you know, trying to not accept and say, oh, no, that's not me. Um, and then when I like had that aha moment of coming out, it was just kind of like, everything made sense in my life. And it just felt like the most like authentic person that I could be when I had that moment of coming out and realizing who I really am and how I identify in my sexuality.
0: That's great. And and what is the best part about being part of that community itself? Because I know it's a very wonderful community to be a part of. And how is it? How is it being part of it?
1: Yeah, I will honestly say being part of the LGBT community is the greatest honor of my life. The entire community is so welcoming and so friendly and just want to celebrate who we are as people and who we love, and it's really just such a welcoming community. The people in my life who also identify as LGBT were so welcoming and so excited to have me as part of the community as well, and really we're just, I was just met with open arms um, really across the board from the LGBTQ plus community, which is amazing.
0: That's fantastic. And it's it's always great to have a community of those who share, you know, similar uh, parts of their life and parts of their story and could, you know, have it, their own community, which I find is is fantastic. We're getting more deeper into it. You know, what rights are currently being neglected by the LGBTQ community and how do you think can they be changed?
1: I mean, the Equality Act is unfortunately still sitting on the Senate floor, um, has not yet been approved, which is a uh, insane to me because it just says that people are entitled to basic human rights, which everybody is entitled to those basic rights. So that is like a huge thing is that really that just like this, this act that would give people so much more, the so much more of an ability to get services and support. And all of these things is kind of just sitting in limbo right now, uh, waiting for the politicians to sign it. But there's, you know, there's always a huge discrepancy of people in, you know, youth, LGBT youth, LGBT trans community, especially younger people who don't have that accepting background. There are really are those gaps that we're still fighting for all these years later. And you know it's 40 some odd years since the start of the AIDS outbreak. Mm-hmm. And we're just now starting to get human trials for an HIV vaccine, which is amazing. But the fact that it took about 40 years will always just be a little bit frustrating, especially for those people who lost people from the AIDS epidemic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm hoping that Equality Act, because I was reading that a little bit today, I kind of mentioned it beginning in the, in the, in the uh, description of the episode um, that I'm, I know that, you know, like I said for President Biden is hopefully going to make a big priority when it comes to the, his term. And uh, I'm hoping that things will, will get better in that aspect and get that, you know, bill passed and everything. Now, here's a topic that a lot of people debate, especially nowadays, more than ever before. Should schools be teaching about LGBTQ and LGBTQ rights, LGBTQ plus rights? You know, what is your opinion on that aspect, and how can that be handled?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And it's it's something for me, as somebody who works in a school building, that's something I think about on a regular basis, is I work in an elementary school, you know, and it's so common for people to talk about their boyfriends, their husbands, their fiancés. But it's not as common for me to sit and talk about my girlfriend, especially in front of young kids. So it is a very taboo subject of LGBT being taught in schools, especially to younger audiences, very impressionable, but also it. I don't think it's a bad thing for people to understand what it really is. Honestly, I I identify as bisexual and it took probably about high school, college to even for me to really even click as to what it means to be bisexual. And that is crazy to me. So, you know, it's, it's hard because you want to be able to be open and be out and as much as anybody who is in a heterosexual relationship. But I think it is still very taboo in the world we live in. That um, have, talking about same sex couples and, and other aspects of the LGBT community in schools is still difficult. And it's, you kind of just got to walk that fine line of not trying to, like, you know, go against what other people's beliefs are, but also, like, being authentically yourself, even in the workplace and with the, the students that you're working with. Um, because you could really save somebody um, if, if it is talked about in a school building.
0: Yeah, I agree with you that. I think it should definitely be taught as, you know, it's not just the option of, oh, boy must meet girl, you know. Um, And even like in in camps, you know, I went to a camp and one of the activities was they're trying to set up, you know, dates and whatnot and they have, you know, the boy and the girl. They don't think of anything else or if anyone's questioning anything. And I think that if it's being taught in school, it will become more normalized throughout society as well too. So
1: Absolutely. And I think there is a major discrepancy in – um, health and sexual education because we are so taught that, you know, sex ed is man and woman and there is no lessons about safe sex with same sex couples or, or how to like go to the doctor if you're in these kind of situations, just in general, but like specifically for the LGBT community, it gets so glossed over because it's not talked about in schools and and it ultimately is, does more damage to some people than I think help.
0: Yeah. And uh, moving on to my next question here is more on the topic of gender pronouns. For example, with my case, you know, I teach Hebrew school on, some, on Sundays and I log on to the Zoom. We're doing it virtual and I see all the, the kids' names and next to the names is their gender pronouns. You know, it's he, him, she, you know, she, her. Um, and, you know, that's a lot that's going on in the schools. But how is it important? How important is it for society to get on board with gender pronouns, even for adults today?
1: Yeah, I think it's so important. And not just because like, you know, there is people who identify as non-binary and go by they, them pronouns. I think it's important in all regards, even if you go by like the he, she, regular, like cis gender pronouns, because it kind of breaks down those gender norms. And that's a conversation we can have with kids and young people at any age, you know, girls can play with, boy toys and boys can play with girl toys and that's okay and they still like can identify as a boy so i think like you know i think pronouns are really important i appreciate so much when i go to a class or a job or anything and people are like oh what are your preferred pronouns because that's your identity that's as much as your Like, your identity as as is your name. So I, you know, I always appreciate when people ask. And if, like, somebody's, like, you know, on those Zoom calls, I always appreciate Mm -hmm. the people who come in and their names say, like, she, her, he, him, or they, them. Just so I know, like, you know, you never want to mispronounce somebody's name. So you don't want to misquote their pronouns. Um, So I think it is very important. And I think that is something I know, like, in the taboo LGBT. But I think that is something that is not taboo. And that's just a respect thing for who who people are and how they identify
0: exactly you know i agree with that and a lot of people say oh if you're a boy you're you know you can't there's no way you can be a she you can be non-binary and i can't that drives me insane when people say that because you know i just want to you know and and if i misgender somebody you know i always apologize because i want to make everybody feel comfortable whoever you know comes into my presence too because you know i don't want to you know, call someone by what they don't identify as. It's like coming up to a guy and saying hello, missus. You know, if they're identity, if they're a cis guy and coming up and saying missus, oh. they'll be like, wait, what are you talking about? You know, it's that same type of deal there. So it's... Uh,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah you, just, you just don't want to mess up somebody's identity. And it is very important to know that boys can like pink and play with mm-hmm. dolls and girls can like trucks and anything that's like male in the normative way. That is okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can teach that... Early on in life. It's
0: true. It's interesting. I saw a a video, I think it was like last or maybe over the winter, where a boy wanted, you know, a young boy, he wanted his birthday party. Um, And it was at this, I think it's in Florida, this restaurant in Florida that they do, you know, drag shows every so often. And they had him come up onto the onto the stage, gave him a a drag name, you know, whatever that you know, whatever it was, and they had him sing the song "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman, and he just sang it out. And I am like, that is one kid who is happily exactly, you know, who he is, and his parents are so supportive. And you know, the drag queen, you know, she said she came on the microphone and she says, "I give a thank you to your parents because my parents would never have." Let me do this and let me be me at such a young age. So it's yeah, it's very cool.
1: Oh, it's great, and we live in such like you know of of all the progress that is left to be made, we have made so much progress. You know, drag queens are are more celebrated now, more so than like you know, shamed. And obviously, mm-hmm. there's still very much like those kind of moments. But you know, RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. is on is in many many countries at this point, which is amazing. Um, so it's it's great that like we at this point in the, our lives and, and where we are in 2021, that those things are becoming a little bit more commonplace.
0: Yeah. The next question I have for you, these are probably more like uh, opinionated questions here and kind of uh, feel free to, to answer them at will. But for a parent who is out there who might have a child who say they just sat them down at the dinner table and they came out to them. Uh, as whatever they identify, and the parents are just struggling to understand. they want to accept, but they're struggling to understand what's going on uh, or what to, what you know their their child is going through. What advice can you give to the parent out there?
1: Yeah, well, my my first thing would to say would be, give your child some grace because coming out is extraordinarily hard you know, I have the best and most accepting parents in the world. And I was still very nervous to come out and and how they were going to react, even though in the back of my head, I knew they would be fine with it. So I would say give them that grace that this is probably the hardest thing that they've had to do is come out to their parent to their loved one. Um, But my other thing is, if you're struggling to understand it, the best thing to know is that your child just told you the, who they really, really are. And this is their most authentic self. And they've just opened that up to you and really identified to you who they are and how they identify. And they're they're being the most honest with you that they've ever been in their life. Because they're telling you who they, they really are, who they want to love, who they see themselves with down the line. Obviously, we live in a world where there are parents who aren't accepting And that unfortunately does happen. But sometimes your family is not necessarily your blood relative. Your family could be anybody. You have chosen family. You have people who will always support you. It doesn't necessarily need to just be a blood relative. If it comes to that point where the parents like, I can't get into it. I don't understand. I don't approve. There are always people out there, especially, you know, the LGBT community is another, going back to your original question, so supportive. And we'll always find people who need that extra support and give it to them. But I would say, you know, just get to know this new person that just came out to you. This is not the same person that they were 24 hours prior. Now they're open, they're honest, they're authentic. They're telling you who they really are and really just give them that grace and and understand that they really just took a big risk and they just wanted to be honest with you as they're your your child, you know?
0: Very true, very true. And, um, you know, finally, what advice can you give to someone themselves who is struggling to come out? Like, they say, you know, they've been feeling a certain way. And, you know, and it can, you can even apply to how you were feeling and how, you know, how you were able to feel the feel enough confidence to come out in yourself. Yeah. Um, and what resources are available to them as well?
1: Yeah, my best advice would be, you know, if you're starting to feel like, oh, maybe I, maybe I am this way, or I feel a little bit ashamed. Don't feel ashamed. It's, You're amazing who you are as a person, and you're coming into the best community of people that there exists. We are happy. We're, you know, we love the people we love, and there's nothing to, to be afraid of. I know it's really, really hard to come out, and I understand that was a very scary moment in my life, even to all of the people that I love most in the world. Absolutely terrifying. But just when you feel you're ready, you're coming into the best group of people that That there is and do it when you're ready. There's no timeline. There's nothing that's, you know, oh, I need to, if I'm gay, I need to say it by this age. No, you do it when you're ready. You feel like you're mentally ready in your life. And when you're, when you feel like you're, you have people to come out to also, it's also a great, you know, having those moments of of hugging your friends or your family. And they're so accepting. Um, It just kind of puts the cherry on that awesome moment of, really accepting and knowing who you are as a person
0: yeah that's great and it's 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 good that you know they have that there are there's a community of people out there to help Mm -hmm. them they can kind of go to anyone to a friend and as more people are aware of of uh, you know lgbtqs and everything like that they are you know they can someone can feel more comfortable going to a best friend if you want to come out to a friend first so that's also good too yeah
1: um absolutely.
0: yeah and, and i remember reading a story uh, about someone who said it was a, a teacher in the classroom you know who has a girlfriend at home and so i think it was a wife a, a wife at home and the kid comes up to her and he says oh so is that is that your sister you know sees a picture and he goes no that's actually my wife she goes oh so girls can date girls and boys can date boys and she said yes, and and the kids said that's great. That means more people can be in love. So yeah,
1: absolutely. That's the be- that's the best way to put it is that more people can be in love, can have love in their life. And That's just you know, love is the best thing there exactly. is. Exactly.
0: So so that's, that's, that's why it's part. like why can't I don't know why anyone can't get on board with it because you know it's love is love is right. great you know that's right. good <laughs> well anyways thank you so much for uh, answering those questions um
1: of course. are you. you down
0: to play a game
1: yes absolutely awesome. awesome
0: all right alana welcome to the first edition of the millennial games season two edition you have made it on
1: Oh thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I, I always say we have this uh process that is painstaking. We have to go through many loops and jumps to be able to even get a chance to be on the on, to play one of these games. So congratulations for making okay. it on there.
1: I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> good,
0: good. So this week, we are reviving a game from the previous season called Three Word Plots. And I know that you love Broadway, and I love Broadway myself, so I thought that this game would be fantastic for you to play, where I will give you a plot of a musical, and I will give it to you in three words, and it's your mission to guess what that Broadway show is. Great. Got it?
1: hope I don't let you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds good. Okay, so number 1 never became president. Hamilton. Bingo, right off the bat. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, number 2 ex-wives story. 6. Yes. <laughs> correct, correct. I should I was thinking about 6 wives, but that would give it away, you know. Uh, but uh anyways. <laughs> uh number 3 French prisoner wins. Play Miss. Correct. Bingo, bingo. Good job. Good job. Number four, friendship goes wrong. This is a more tougher one. Friendship goes wrong.
1: I'm not sure.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll change it where I should have done it. Friendship goes west. That's a clue. Friendship goes west.
1: West Side Story?
0: close not not really Nope. Uh, keep okay friendship goes east
1: i don't know i'm not gonna my fraud my people down
0: it's wicked oh wicked. my god At west i've oh
1: oh seen wicked seven times that is bad <laughs> I let everybody down <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, it's all good. I've seen that one way too many times as well, too. One time, I was just walking around the city uh, with my wife, Lauren, and we're like, we want to see a Broadway show? We popped by Wicked, and we got the cheapest seat in the house all the way up top, you know, just for, you know, I think it was like 60 bucks. We've both already seen it a million times before, but we're like, why not? You know, keep it going. Basically knows what happens through the whole thing. And
1: it's still great, even from the back seat.
0: Exactly. From the one all the way to the top of the theater, still just as good. Now, uh, I kind of lied to you a little bit here. Um, now that we got through those first four, I making it a little bit difficult with the game oh. called Two Word Plots, Ooh. where I'm only going to give you two words, and it's your option, your uh, job to guess what it is. All Sound right, well, good?
1: Hopefully I can redeem myself. <laughs> okay.
0: Number five, Magical Antique. Aladdin. Bingo, correct. Yes. Correct, correct. All <laughs> uh, right, the next one. Not canines. Cats. Yes. That
1: was a good one. <laughs> Correct.
0: Not the movie version. I'm not a fan of no. that movie version. No. Oh, no. No. That Much a more strange.
1: exciting in a Broadway theater. I promise. Yes,
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. And number seven, Ding Dong.
1: Book of Mormon.
0: Yes. Good job. <laughs> you are saving yourself from the wicked one.
1: That's the a, one. That's a, <laughs> the one that you know. The that one I the have gotten right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right number eight illinois
1: chicago
0: yes good job that I was more than easy
1: one word <laughs>
0: all right i forgot to mention yeah now it's one word plots i'm sorry i didn't i, I forgot to announce the transition now it's one word plots. <laughs> illinois you got that chicago very easy there number nine nuns
1: The Sound of Music.
0: Yes, good job, good job. I was either thinking
1: either way, Sound of Music or Sister Act. Exactly,
0: exactly. So I picked more of the more of the classic. (laughs) (laughs) No nuns. There's other words I probably could have said for that one, but I'm like, ah, nuns. All right, and number ten, Cars. Greece. Yes, you got it. Good job. Good job. All right, that's a good. That's a good one too. I have also seen a million times. More local productions of that mm-hmm. show than anything and everything.
1: Yeah, like I saw the. You saw the. My family and I went to see their Broadway revival a couple of years back, probably like 15 years ago at this point. Yeah, it was long uh, ago. It was not great. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I, re- I remember watching a show they, they it was some type of show like audition to be to find the next danny and sandy mm-hmm. for the broadway revival i don't know what that was but yep,
1: that i was, just
0: reme- remember that, that, that show remember being, that
1: broadway revival that we yep,
0: saw i just remember that that show being very intense yes uh, it was pretty crazy i get to, to look that up again we'll see yeah. what it actually was called I think but, you can
1: go on youtube actually if you yeah, yeah but it it should be I'm, there, there. I'm watching it <laughs>
0: I just remember they were all the the way they eliminated them is they were all singing tears on my pillow, mm-hmm. and there's a guy just walking around just being like, "Nope, you're out. Nope, you're right. out," and they're actually crying, and so then now they're actually are crying tears on their pillows. So
1: there was a show I think it took place in England actually, and they did similar concept but for Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. And they all had different color coats. Like there was like green and orange (laughs) and you would like take the coat off when you were eliminated.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Anyways, you did pretty good on that. You know, I don't think you didn't, you only messed up, not messed up, but you only missed one.
1: Just your, my favorite musical. It's just, just
0: your favorite one. No, no biggie. Um, so thank you for playing along there. And I have one final question for you. What do you think is your key to success as a millennial in today's world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the key to success to being a millennial is to have great friends, have like a great support system, support system around you. Always make sure your mental health is in check. It's a hard time right now. We're still in a pandemic. Um, so definitely always make sure you're doing those things that make you happy. Self-care, take a walk, listen to music, do all those fun things. And really just, you know, find the, the joy in everyday life. Even when times are, are feeling a little gloomy, there's always joy to be found. And if, even if it's loving the same sex as you are, always, there's always joy and love to be found.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that answer. And I hope people will heed that advice that, you know, with mental health, keep that in check. I agree with that one there. So that's a, a big deal, especially in these times when the world is kind of going all over the place. So
1: yeah. very good advice
0: oh, yeah. there. Well, Alana, I thank you so, so much for being on the show today. And I wish all the best for you and for your success and where you're headed next and in your new journeys.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right.
0: Thank you very much. Well, folks, that ends this week's episode. Catch you next time on the Social Outlook.